I'm Lauren. And I'm Megan. We're best friends. We grew up together and grew apart. For just a hot minute. Found our way back to another, and now we're growing with each other through life struggles and victories. We've each been forced to face some of life's big challenges. Miscarriage, infertility, divorce, cancer, infidelity, co-parenting. Ups and downs with relationships, kids, careers, and fear around the unknown. We want to be the voice for you when you're at a loss for words. The reasoning for when you're left wondering why. Your support when you feel alone and your cheerleaders for when you're taking action to bust through doubts. Listen along as we talk about all things that take a a mindset mindset like like a a mother. mother. Hi everyone, it's Megan here. How are you? So just me, a solo episode, as Lauren and I have previously mentioned, from time to time we will pop on individually just to share some of our personal stories, struggles, and journeys in this crazy life. Um, And let's be honest, if you are a mom, I feel like life definitely gets crazier when that happens, right? So Um, If you don't know me, I am a mom of three. I have twins that are almost seven and a two and a half year old. Um, So life is full. We are definitely what I refer to as in the trenches at this stage of our lives. Um, But today I wanted to chat a little bit about um, the other (laughs) kind of trigger topic, this um, wrapping up this month of October rather, And that would be that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So up until a couple years ago, that really didn't mean a whole lot to me outside of some friends and family that had dealt with breast cancer um, and admittedly um, were lucky enough to kind of fight it and quote unquote beat it. Right, so um, they would have had it at varying stages, not stage four. Um, but I've learned a lot. So if you don't know me personally, back on oh gosh, August fifteenth, two thousand and eighteen, it was about a month after I had come back from maternity leave with my youngest. Um, I was struggling, although secretly, with postpartum anxiety likely some postpartum depression in there as well. Um, And those for me were um, way higher on the anxiety side than the depression side. So for me, it was a lot of fear around bad things happening to our family, specifically to my older two. So when we went to a family of five, very quickly we divided and conquered. I'm not saying it was the right answer. Hindsight, it was probably very much the wrong answer because it did divide um, our family. And my husband typically had the older two and I would be with Estella. It worked. Hindsight definitely put like a, a nice little like wall in between the two the two parts of our family. But but again, um, that's, how we, that, that's how we were managing at this time. Um, but my anxiety started forming in um, panic attacks. Um, something that I had never felt in my entire life. Now, that being said, if you know me, I am a fairly intense (laughs) type A um, 
personality. So I do go pretty all in with whatever I'm doing and feeling. It's just who I am. I personally love it and think it's one of my best qualities. Um, I love hard. I give hard. I care a lot. I feel all the things all the time. Um, And I've come to embrace that, especially as I approach the age of 40. I no longer really... um, care. And I actually recently had someone professionally say, gosh, you need to have thicker skin. And I'm like, you know what? No, I love the skin that I'm in. Actually, maybe people just need to be nicer. Right. So, so to that point, um, August 15th, 2018, I was going to a client meeting and I don't know what would have made me call my parents early. Cause it would have been like eight, eight 30 in the morning. Maybe I was early to that appointment. But I called my mom and she let me know that my sister wasn't feeling well and they were taking her to the ER. And I'm like, oh gosh, that's odd, you know? And she was just having like back pains and stomach pains. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I had my gallbladder out. I'm sure she has gallstones, okay? Get off the phone, go to my client meeting. And in general, I'm one of those people that I try not to check my phone overnight. Um, I don't look at it. When I went to that client meeting, I, it was fairly quick. I was there maybe an hour. I was heading out and it was a place where a client put me on the elevator alone and sent me down. I'd been there a dozen times in my career. I happened to glance at my phone and there was a text from my dad and it's so surreal now, but in that text, the word cancer was definitely in there and I stopped reading it. I got to the first floor, exited the building, got to my car. And honestly, I feel like I was frozen, <laughs> completely frozen. So I actually think I called my husband first. I didn't call my parents because I knew that that would be a conversation that would not go well. <laughs> um, so I called my husband first and explained what was going on. And he met me at home. I couldn't drive for a minute. Like I had to like sit in the car outside this client appointment and just like, like, build up enough courage and get myself to drive. Drove home. All three kids, thank goodness, were at a daycare at that time. We head down to Louisville, um, my husband and I, for the day to see my sister and to understand what's going on. But very, very quickly, we learned that she had breast cancer that had spread throughout her entire body already. So that being said, my sister, when she was diagnosed, was stage four terminal breast cancer, metastatic breast cancer. So the cancer that would have initially started, and I believe one of her milk ducts, so it was ductal carcinoma, had already spread throughout her entire body in her bones, right? So the pain that she felt that morning and what caused her to actually call 911, um, her husband was already at work, um, so she was trying to get ready for school. She's a teacher and get her two little ones to school. And she was getting dressed, as I understand it. And in the process of getting her like either like nightshirt off or something, she heard like a crack in her back. Well, again, putting it all together, that was actually one of her vertebrae like completely disappearing, right? Cracking, breaking because of the tumors and the pressure on it. So... Um, The next few days where she was just in constant scans and immediately started radiation, um, at one time in those first days, we were told that she probably only had six to eight weeks to live. Um, 
I didn't know that I would come back to work. I didn't know what was going on in those initial moments. But I did know one thing <laughs> for someone that had, had been suffering from some undiagnosed postpartum issues from a just emotional perspective. I had to call my OB. And what better reason is I also wanted to get a freaking mammogram, right? So I call my OB. He's like, there's absolutely no reason you need a mammogram. You're also breastfeeding. So no, we can't do one anyway, but you need to come see me. And I was like, you're right. I do. So um, I did in those initial days after my sister's diagnosis officially come to terms with the fact that I did have postpartum anxiety. Um, And what's weird about the timing of that and finally having those conversations with my OB and going on a very mild um, but worthwhile, and I'm so grateful I did, antidepressant, I never have had another true panic attack. I've been close. I can recognize it now, and I know the triggers, and I know when I'm going down that road, and I can typically get myself out of there without completely like panicking. (laughs) Um, But October, for reasons I've already mentioned, as far as just all the brave women speaking about their fertility losses and their fertility challenges, I do feel compelled to, to share and to talk about how you can pull yourself out of really dark places and move forward. Um, We are very blessed. My sister is doing amazing. Um, She's over two years now post-diagnosis. Her radiation very quickly shrank all the tumors from her bones. And her biggest blessing was that when the cancer metastasized, it metastasized into hard bone tissue versus soft tissue, such as liver or lungs or her heart or brain. So that's huge. Um, She's still working full-time during this crazy pandemic. She's a teacher. She's teaching in person. She has two small children. I guess not that small. They're bigger than mine. Well, no, there's a, she's one um, being kindergarten next year, Madeline Will, and then a fourth grader. So whenever I feel, oh gosh, that life is, you know, so freaking unfair for me, being selfish in those moments, I look at my sister. Um, Because on that date, that August 15th date, like everything changed for our family. And it will never be the same. um, But I'd like to think it did give all of us a little bit of grit and an insane amount of strength and will to be better and stronger and to prove to ourselves that we really, really can do really hard stuff. I really wanted to say something else, but we're not going to click that we're explicit here on the Mindsight Like Mother um, podcast, but we can do really hard things and we can pull ourselves out of it. Um, But October and all the pink ribbons, that's really what got me fired up recently is as I learn more and have learned so much in the last two years, I kind of don't like the pink ribbon campaign. And I know that's wrong of me to say. I simply want people to understand that there's an entire category of men and women living with stage four breast cancer that will die from breast cancer. 
you metastatic breast cancer is what's going to kill them more than likely. You know, you don't die from just having breast cancer. You die when it advances. Okay. Um, and it is terminal. And I think the other piece of advice I will give you, like any, I will never forget the people, and this just happened recently at a family event. Someone asked me, how's your sister? It's hard to talk about. It's hard. I don't like talking about it. But God, do I appreciate those people. At least putting it out there and sincerely and genuinely wanting to know. Because the part that's a little deceiving is like my sister never went through chemo. She never had a mastectomy or anything. So like she looks pretty much like she did two and a half years ago, right? So she doesn't look sick at all. And it's so freaking deceiving. So people see her and they see pictures and she looks great. Your sister looks great, which is such a kind compliment, but it doesn't change what's going on on the inside. So I simply challenge you when you know people are up against really difficult situations, you ask the question, how are they doing? How are you doing? How are your parents doing? How are her kids doing? Um, There's a lot we don't probe about if I'm being transparent with you. Um, But I do know every single time that we get together, and thank God this summer was so beautiful all summer long. We could all be outside together. We felt safe. Um, We laugh and have so much fun together. And that's what I'm holding on to. So as we close out the month of October, if I can leave you with anything else, it's to simply understand when you donate to certain breast cancer events or walks or personal events, anything, just understand where your funding is going. Um, There are some amazing organizations, um, Metaviver being the one that I know the most about, but there is even a Susan G. Komen metastatic like group now, but that only started last year. And those funds do go to stage four research. And I can't even say out loud how unfair it is that most funding doesn't go to stage four. Well, it doesn't go to stage four because those cases are terminal, right? But those people don't deserve any less of a chance than anyone else that's also been diagnosed, even if they're path is going to be faster to that final day. So October is a rocky month. Thank you for bearing with me. Um, and thank you for listening. If you have any questions about metastatic breast cancer, um, I should also mention my family has a zero history of breast cancer in it. I have now had two mammograms. Um, Because now we do have a family history. So now I'm able to qualify for a free mammogram every year, even though I turn 40 next year. Um, I urge you to take the steps to understand your body, not just from a self-breast exam, but my sister had been experiencing something in those weeks and months leading up to that diagnosis. But we as women and we as mothers We push a lot of pain and issues down, right? Because we're busy and we're enjoying ourselves and all those things. 
God, I wish we could have caught this sooner. She wishes we could have caught this sooner. Um, so I will leave you with that. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if there's anything you'd like me to expand upon in a future, um, episode, we are happy to do so. And, um, God bless you. Thanks. Thanks again so much for listening. We hope that something you heard resonated with you. And if you feel that someone else in your life could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it. That is our goal is to just reach as many women as possible. And if you want to follow us along more, we are on Instagram at mindset like a mother. Please feel free to DM us or comment on any posting about any topics that you want more insight on, and we will be sure to address those topics and questions. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.